to the 2021 Big Ten champions, the Michigan Wolverines! Woo! Oh yeah! Welcome back to a championship episode of House of Hail. Yes! I'm Charlie Prue, and this is episode number 21 of season 2. The Big, Chen, the Big Ten championship episode. And as usual, come on, I gotta get it out. <laughs> You guys can message me or drop a comment on Facebook and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, tell me you want a swag bag. I'll send it. That's how it works. And please rate House of Hail if you can on your favorite listening platform. And of course, thank you all for listening to House of Hail. Okay, we all knew this was going to happen right? <laughs> Come on. Iowa never stood a chance and we all knew it. We all knew it, but you were too afraid to say it because it's a jinx thing. I get it. Look, even I was afraid to put a real hunch out. I wanted to put three points. <laughs> I really did, but I thought, I thought how cocky could that be? Oh, not very cocky. So... <laughs> You know, even if you were nervous in the first half, look, of course they're going to play their best in the first half. It's their Super Bowl. But, guys, we all knew they couldn't keep up with us. Michigan is relentless on all phases. Yes, even offense. Haters, get used to it. We're like that annoying fly, you know. When you're outside or inside, we never stop. And you're never going to squash us, no matter how fast you think you are. <laughs> and we will eventually land in your food. It will be ours. 
<laughs> we love to eat. And in the first quarter, when Iowa missed that field goal, you could smell the blood. It was over. It was over from that missed field goal you knew in your heart. It's over. They missed a field goal in a dome. There's no wind in there. And it was pretty much straight on. They missed it. I think Michigan smelled blood too. <laughs> That's when we decided to answer that by going four plays for 80 yards in a minute 57 and with a capping 67-yard uh, touchdown run from the 85% healthy Mr. Blake Corum, ladies and gentlemen. And even more importantly, how about our freshman quarterback, J.J. McCarthy? How about J.J.? We've been giving him props all year, but come on, this is the Big Ten Championship game. We're, I'm, we're giving props. The props are due again. Corum, you know the play I'm talking. J.J. threw for no touchdowns, guys. He didn't. So this is the play that defines our future quarterback right here. Corum waited for J.J. on that 67-yard run to make two blocks for him. He even said enough. He said, I waited for J.J. to make two blocks for me. And then he knew. He said, I knew after he made those blocks I was gone. And Corum also said after the game, he's never seen a quarterback do anything like that before. Frankly, it's pretty rare. And J.J. overran Blake. Like, he was clearing paths for him. J.J.'s a great quarterback. I'm not saying he should start. Don't put that, those words in my mouth. <laughs> um, not saying he should start in these next games. I'm just saying he's great, and I can't wait to see what next season brings for him and us because it's going to be a battle. And who knows then, J.J.'s could make, Young mistakes this year, and he made them. He's talented enough, though, guys, that he did get away with most of them. We just don't need the immaturity plays when it comes down to this time of the year, and I think he's going to benefit so hard from coming in and playing and, and significantly contributing in every one of these games, these bowl games. Um yeah, doesn't that just give him more experience for the season, next season? So we'll see. Be a great battle. But, and then, something that we never do, we did. We went one play for 75 yards on a pass from Donovan Edwards to Roman Wilson for our second touchdown of the first quarter, mind you. Mm-hmm. Donovan, you ever see Donovan do that? We've seen him do a lot of things, and uh, that's not one of them. But they saved it. They saved it. Good timing, boys. That was a freaking dime. No, A quarterback couldn't have thrown it better. And it was so nice to see Michigan do other things that we haven't seen all season. That by far was the most exciting first quarter scoring for Michigan. And then, crickets. Silence in the second quarter. 
Uh, Iowa found the same type of success other teams have found on us. We're vulnerable in the flat, the short pass out to the deep side. That part of the field is open most times. It's very distressing. Look at all the games. Look at where their passes come from. They don't usually beat us deep. Quick little one to three yard passes and a run for 10 yards. But it, it never mattered as Iowa would only score a field goal by halftime, making it 14-3 Michigan. I will say it was the most boring quarter of scoring <laughs> in Michigan history. That second quarter was a rough, but it was a thing of beauty from our defense. They would be so in the red zone. We held them every time, you guys. Um, and I got to say, because of that, be alone, the defense alone, going into halftime 14-3, I was not worried a bit going into the second half. There was no way Michigan was going to be denied this victory. No way. When Cade threw that pass to uh, Schoonmaker for 27 yards and a touchdown, by the way, that's all she wrote. That's it. That, I thought that was a backbreaker for Iowa. You could see their heads hanging. And honestly, in the crowd, the second touchdown for Michigan in the first quarter, that crowd left. <laughs> they were out of it. Michigan took their crowd out in the first freaking quarter. Now we're into the third, and it's a backbreaker for the team. The team might have still had hope, but not now. It was at that point Iowa realized uh, Michigan has too many quality targets, and their whole team kind of went into kind of a prevent mode. <laughs> and with catches like the one Eric All had from Cade, the one-handed catch, you know, the old one-hand, um, to make it 35-3. And, and right here, right now, first, th that was all she wrote. Iowa was officially broken. Uh, even the announcers were trying to think of things to keep us tuned in <laughs> to say. <laughs> Our tight ends had a day. And, and I got to say right here, um, I was on House of Hale, was very critical of Eric All and our tight end scheme in general, especially last year. I called him out. Um, I may have even done it in the early part of this season. I apologize. Eric All in particular, Schoonmaker has it. Eric All in particular, my man, you have come on and learned what you needed to learn and you are an awesome player, and I would absolutely depend on you right now. Thank you, Eric All. <laughs> um, when they would clamp down on them, we would use our receivers. You know, when they would clamp down on our tight ends, like Eric All, Schoonmaker, we'd just go, okay, then we'll use our receivers. No problem. Um, then they'd clamp down on our receivers. Well... Okay, we'll pass to our running backs. To, I mean, they clamped down our running backs, 
we were playing run it. We didn't get a ton of rushing yards, but whatever. We had, we had enough to keep them on their toes. Iowa never knew what was coming at them. And I just love that Caden Colazar got that last interception in this game. I am a huge, huge fan, as I've said in the past, of his dad's. And I follow Caden the whole way. Caden works really hard. And he, you watch him. I watch him on special teams. Um, he is balls out 100% every single play. He's hard. And um, that was a really encouraging and uh, interception for him to get. I'm glad he could get it. I'm glad his dad could see him get it. It's huge. Even Harbaugh acknowledged it. He, I think he called him John Colazar after the game even as a joke. So that was cool. And then um, J.J. and Donovan – I mean, just to cap, you know, cap off the end of the game would march it down the field for one final touchdown run on a Donovan Edwards leap, uh, making the final score. Michigan 42, Iowa 3. Incidentally, guys, 42 to 3. We had this incident um, in Michigan here of a really tragic school shooting in Oxford. And so Michigan paid tribute to them by wearing a patch. And uh, there was a gentleman, Tate Muir, who was a football player for Oxford, and he was scouted by Toledo a little bit. He was a freshman, or a, a, I don't even want to say because I don't know if he's a freshman or a, a sophomore, but he was young. He's been on the varsity squad since he was a freshman. I know that. But um, his number was 42, and Aiden Hutchinson noticed that the score was 42 on the board and told Harbaugh, hey, we got to dedicate this game to Oxford and Tate. And Harbaugh admitted that and said, yep, that was a great idea and that's what we're going to do. And then, so then the three other victims of this tragic shooting, they had four hearts on their patch, Michigan did. So um, that represented all four of them. And then the three points Iowa scored is supposed to be we're making that a tribute to the other three. Um, really kind of a special moment there. But uh, let's get some stats of the game in here. Um, first downs, Michigan had 21, Iowa had 15. Passing yards, Michigan 250 to Iowa's 175. Uh, and you'll find out, J.J. didn't have really any passing yards, but you'll find out Donovan did. <laughs> Uh, rushing yards, Michigan had 211 to Iowa's 104. That's not bad. We held them to 104. Uh, total yards, Michigan 461 to Iowa's 279. Defense, 6.2 yards per rush for Michigan, 3.2 for Iowa. Turnovers, though, Michigan had two, Iowa had one. Interceptions, Michigan had two, Iowa had one. So, uh, Cade went 16 to 24, 169 yards, one touchdown, one interception, which was not his fault. You got to catch that. That's not, that's not Cade's fault. Come on. They got to change that stat line somehow to make that reflect that. That's crazy. <laughs> JJ went one of three guys, six yards, one interception. But like I said, um, 
one of the plays of the game with his leading blocks for Blake Corum to get that touchdown. Just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Um, uh, Donovan Edwards, this is where a lot of our passing yards come from, actually. He went one for one for 75 yards, one touchdown. That was sweet. Uh, Blake Corum, five carries, 74 yards, one touchdown. That's on a self-admittedly 85% Blake Corum. His ankle's still not right, but hopefully by this uh, New Year's Eve game, he, he might be 100, guys, and then look out. Everybody's going to be feeling good. Uh, they held Haskins to 17 carries, 56 yards, but hey, two touchdowns. Boom. Roman Wilson, two receptions, 82 yards, one touchdown. Schoonmaker, tight end, two receptions, 49 yards, huge 49 yards. Uh, Eric All, tight end, two receptions, 43 yards, one touchdown. Uh, I would say that one of his catches was a better, I mean, that one-handed catch was unbelievable, and we needed it. Uh, now Haskins catching the ball, bing, three receptions, 22 yards. We, we'll, we'll throw it to everybody. Try us, Georgia. Did I spill the beans yet? Sorry. That's what I mean. And it goes on and on and on, though. Everyone contributed in this game. Every freaking person. And Iowa never knew what was going on. They looked confused and overran at times. It was Michigan. It was a thing of beauty. But once again, guys, our defense was just amazing. All the way down the line, all the way across. Hutchison would get our lone sack of the night, but literally our entire D-line just simply imposed their will on Iowa. Uh, Junior Colson had a hell of a game, freshman. Um, Hawkins, Vince Gray, um, Ross, Dax Hill with that huge safety blitz. That was huge. He's, he's safety blitzing more. And he's getting it. He's getting his man. Woo! Ajabo, come on. Can't go without mentioning Ajabo. He had tackles. For, I think he had like four tackles for loss. Hinton, uh, he got up limping at one time, but I think he came back in. He looked good. Um, I don't think I would want to face Michigan's defense right now. Everybody talks about the other schools. I, what about us? We're real. And Aiden Hutchinson? I as well as well so happy for him. He came coming back from the season any ankle ankle injury he had last year, choosing to come back to stay to win the Big Ten, and he said as much. He deserves it all. That kid, every shot you see of him is him smiling ear to ear. You will never be able to take the smile off that kid's face. He is a Michigan man through and through, and I bet you we see him back at the University of Michigan when he's older. <laughs> he is a Michigan man. Watch. Um, he has cemented himself as being the first defensive player ever to win the Big Ten Championship MVP award. That's crazy. He's the first, and he has to be included in the Heisman talk, right? Doesn't he, though? 
Think about it. It doesn't matter. It's the most valuable. He deserves to be in the talk. He should be in New York. Um, we could go round and round about this, but that would be an injustice if he's not even there. He deserves to win. He's going to get the first round draft pick. There's no quarterbacks in this draft. So <laughs> people, teams need defense, especially leadership defense. And that's exactly what they're getting in Aiden Hutchinson. Um, but it's not over for him. So with this 42-3 victory, Michigan wins its 43rd Big Ten title. Thank you, Michigan! And you all know we should be 12-0. Don't even argue. We should be. If not for the apologetic Big Ten officials a day after the MSU game, because you know you turned down. That was a touchdown, and you know it. Um, but before we move on to the CFP, the college football playoffs, let me get some things off my chest real quick. You know what grinds my gears? You want to know what grinds my gears? How does Harbaugh not win Big Ten Coach of the Year? Please, message me on uh, Facebook on House of Hale. Take as much room as you want to explain to me how Harbaugh does not get Coach of the Year. Whatever your feelings are, guys, look at last year to this year. Look where he was projected to finish. Look what he did in the offseason to be where he's at now. Teams don't do that. Um, he took a 2-4 and four team last season. Everybody wanted Harbs gone. Also, totally revamped his staff. Took a huge pay cut and is donating all of his uh, bonus money, by the way, for the postseason to employees of the athletic department who took pay cuts last year because of COVID. Oh, and he only went 12-1 and and won the Big Ten Championship and lost a game that y'all admitted you messed up on. Remind me what Mel Tucker did again. I'll wait. Message me on House of Hale Mel Tucker's accomplishments from last year to this year. Or just this year. And where are they ranked again? Mm. And are they playing on New Year's Day? No, they're not. Why? He got coach of the year. Why aren't they in the Rose Bowl? Hmm. Harbaugh bet on himself. And he bet on his team. And he won. He freaking won. And just real quick, let me throw this in. Not to mention no team has ever started the season unranked, as we did, and won the Big Ten Championship. So there's that too. I mean, he's just breaking records, setting new records. He did it. And yet Melter, why? Because... He Did he win Coach of the Year because of his salary he got before the Ohio game debacle? Is that why he got Coach of the Year? It's got to be. The salary impressed the hell out of the committee. And one more thing that grinds my gears. <laughs> That's from Family Guy. Um, I saw it about 
the second quarter on social media, basically Facebook, uh, people, fans, Michigan fans, great fans, wanting to bench Cade in favor of J.J. In the second quarter. In the first quarter, they loved the guy. They'd wipe his ass for him. In the second quarter, they wanted to kill him. Start J.J. I've had enough of this. Didn't we already go down this road? Like, the whole first half of the season? Didn't we already do this? First they hate Cade, then they love Cade. In one rough, scoreless quarter, quarter, in the Big Ten Championship game, no less, and now they hate him again. Oh no, he sucks again! Because everyone knows you win championships with inconsistency, right? That's all the, all the best teams are inconsistent. Come on! At this point, guys, don't we just owe it to our coaches to trust them in their call? We're 12 and 1. We've never been 12 and 1 since you've been alive. Let's. I get the beginning of the season. Nobody had hope. But there's tons of hope now. Why would you pull Cade? What did he do? Had a bad quarter? Or did they just have great defense? Because I saw our offensive line getting blown off. The line. Sorry. (laughs) But it was. We were getting blown off the line. Is that Cade's fault? What's he supposed to do? Just relax. (sighs) What are you going to do if JJ got in there and did that? You bust on a freshman? Because, guys, right now, our team's loaded with freshmen, and our freshmen look great. This team will be good for a while. Relax. To the people hating. <laughs> okay, on to the big CFP, right? Alabama 1, your Michigan Wolverines 2, Georgia 3, Cincy 4. Of course it is. People say they don't want a rematch. I say you can't rate these teams because you're worried about having a rematch. Look, Alabama leapfrogged two spots. They won. I agree they should move up, but Michigan won too, and impressively. Why don't we just both move up a spot? Michigan should be one. Alabama should be two. Georgia should be three. Cincy should be four. Okay, fine. Let's look at the schedule between Alabama and Michigan a little bit. Michigan took no overtimes to win their games. Bama did. (laughs) This is fine, though. You know what? This is fine. Let's talk ourselves into this. (laughs) But like I said, I can also see where there's a good case for Michigan to be number one. But whatever. We'll be playing Georgia in the Orange Bowl on New Year's Eve. And yes, we are the late game. Perfect. More perfect. So, um, what's to say about Georgia? We all know they lost 
one game this season, and we all know it was to Alabama, and we all know it just happened. So they're pissed. We can assume that. And Georgia destroyed almost every team they played this season. However, probably the best-ranked team they played besides Alabama this for the SEC championship was number eight Arkansas early in the season, which they ended up finishing eight and four on the season. So talk about strength of schedule. Georgia's pretty weak in my opinion. I'm not saying they suck. I'm saying, I mean, their schedule's probably as bad, as weak as ours. I mean, they played nobody teams too. And people tell you you're great all your life, you probably think you're great. And people have been telling Georgia how great they are all season. Nobody, everybody's been saying Michigan's been hanging in there. They got to find their offense. Well, we've been winning games, and we've been winning them convincingly. And, and they have two, so for the most part. So let's go over some surprising stats. Kate has 24, a little over 20, almost 2,500 yards. Uh, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions on the season. Their quarterback, Bennett, has 2,300 yards. 24 touchdowns out of those, though, to Cade's 15 and seven interceptions, so we have less interceptions. Haskins has 261 carries for 1,288 yards, 20 touchdowns. Their running back, White, has 135 carries for 718 yards and 10 touchdowns. So that kind of tells you where their offense is, right? They're more of a pass-first offense. They like to strike quick, SEC. Uh, they allow an average of nine points per game, and that only went up to nine points. I think it was like around 6.9 right around there before the Alabama game. The Alabama game brought it up to nine points per game. Michigan, on the other hand, allows 16 points per game, and we held Iowa to three points in the last game. So um, there's just a few stats. I truly think this will be a better game than people think. I, I know the, the spread's seven and a half right now. So if I were you, I would get in on this bet right now. Um, better odds. <laughs> and, well, hell, I can tell you right now Michigan will win this game, if that's all you want to know. We've been shown the game plan. Thank you, Alabama. We have the keys to the city. <laughs> Let's turn the knob. And look, faith and confidence can go a long way. So it's a good thing Michigan has both of those along with talent to back it up. We're just coming on right now, and we are. We're just coming on. From the state game, something happened from that game that we should have won. Uh, we've come on. We're a scary team to play right now. Everybody says Georgia's a scary team right now, or Alabama's a scary team right now. God, Michigan is a scary team right now. What about us? You don't want to play us. 
We're Michigan. And you want to know why I think we'll win, guys? Because I'm Mr. Brightside. Yeah! You heard it in the stadium. Yeah! This is our game. This is our season. We can do this. All right. You know what? I'm going to leave this playing because you know what time it is. Let's get this house a hail hunch. You guys ready? Right now, there's seven and a half point spread in favor of Georgia. I already took the bet. The house of hail hunch for the Orange Bowl in the college football playoffs is Michigan 31, Georgia 28. Go blue! Prove me wrong. We got this, guys. We are the Big Ten champion. Wolverines! I do believe we will see Alabama in the championship game. Stick with me, guys. You stuck with these hunches all season long. Stick with me. Mark my words. 31-28 Michigan victory. And we will see Alabama in the championship game. And don't forget to get your swag bag from the House of Hail Facebook page and check us out on Instagram. And as always, thank you all for listening to House of Hail, where those who stay will be champions. Go Blue!